0: We're back. And we're back. Uh, two week absence. <laughs> Par for the course. Anyway, moving on, episode 94. Today is October 12th. Gosh, we're almost halfway through October. And I am <laughs> recording this once again in the Hofcast studios, which, by the way, found out uh, there are a couple other Hofcasts out there. People with the last name of Hoff trying to trying to strike it on the old uh, Hoffcast back here um, on the Hoffcast Network, the Hoffcast uh, Special Studios, and um, and we're not having it. We're not having it, people. Like <laughs> I, I have no recourse on these. Uh, and in fact, one guy said I like clicked on it and I looked, and he's got two episodes out. He's. Um, by the way, this started, this podcast journey for the Hofcast started <laughs> despite the many, many people saying, hey, you should do a podcast, uh, you know, back in 2012. And I was like, no, there are already 1,500 podcasts. I'm not going to do another podcast. Cut to uh, 2018, and there are 7 million podcasts. I'm like, all right, I'm going to dip my toe in the game. All right, Hoff's going to jump in full steam. So, by the way, this beginning 2018... That I jumped in with episode number one. And uh now we're at episode 94. So you do the math. That's uh that's not that's more than one. That's like uh two a month. What is I can't do that math right now, but I know it's not one a week. Because one a week would be uh we'd be 156. Well, at the 30 year mark, which oh geez, we've been three and a half years. We've been three and a half years. Oh no. It, oh, and now I had to realize that as I looked into the side camera and realized I'm wearing this flat bill cap that I got for free from uh, from the people, the good fine people over at uh, uh, um, Har- no, what is it, Liquid Death? Liquid Death. This is why <laughs> they don't hire me as a as a spokesman because I can't even remember the name of it. But Liquid Death. Um, hooked me up with this hat. As you can see, it's uh, it's like a severed arm holding a can of of water, and that's what they promote. They promote uh, they promote b- instead of bottled water, canned water, because it's better for the environment. Instead of putting all those plastic bottles out into the world. So now I I'm not ordinarily in a flat brim brim cap, but you know, there's a new new thing for everyone, and also a uh, free T-shirt here that I was given uh, by Barking Owl Studios. Uh, who will be mixing my uh, new special that should be coming out early 2022. So shout-out to Barking Owl and shout-out to Liquid Death. They're good people over there. Check them out for all your uh, sound and drinking needs. <laughs> um, yeah, episode 94. Just got back from Oklahoma City, and I keep fiddling with this uh, mic uh, holder. It's a new mic holder I got like a week or two ago, and I'm just still trying to figure out. It, it doesn't feel natural to not holding a microphone so i'm gonna try this i'm trying to record it for video as well as audio for those of you that want to watch from home and see what my face looks like as i'm as i'm saying these things out loud uh but i got back from oklahoma city where i was doing a split week and uh they call that in the club industry when um you may not uh be able to sell tickets for an entire weekend uh because not enough people know who you are that's why it's so important that you guys listen to this subscribe share and review it i can't say that enough and do that with everything do that with uh facebook and instagram and twitter share share my stuff if i post a funny video and you like it don't just laugh and hit the like put a comment share it all that stuff helps and so then like that might reach a friend in oklahoma city and all of a sudden they say hey nick i think you can uh You can headline the whole weekend now. Uh, But as it was, the good fine people over there at Bricktown Comedy Club gave me the opportunity to uh, headline my own shows, which I got to do, and that was a lot of fun. Saw some people out, some family, and uh, some uh, people out that discovered me several years ago and wanted to come see a full show, and we had a blast. And uh, then the rest of the weekend, what'd you do? Would you just sit in the hotel room? No, what they do then is they have you be the other part of the show uh, for the other headliner, which in this case was uh, John Lovitz, who you might know and remember from uh, Saturday Night Live or uh, movies like The Benchwarmers or A League of Their Own, Um, been in a lot of Adam Sandler movies. Dude, if you don't laugh hysterically when watching John Lovitz in A League of Their Own, then you don't have a pulse. OK, For, by the way, if you haven't seen that movie in the last decade, go back and rewatch it. It still holds up. OK, it's Tom Hanks. It's uh, it's uh, John Lovitz is in it. We've got uh, Madonna is in it. And she does a great job, by the way. I don't I don't know if she doesn't act anymore. She's probably been in a million things. You guys are like Hoff. What the hell? Like get it together <laughs> like Madonna still acts quite a bit. But uh, she was great in that. She was great in Dick Tracy. Like she's a good actress. I think I like her acting more than her music career. Um, but a leave their own, really great. Tom Hanks plays a a drunk baseball coach, comes out of retirement. <laughs> I, I don't think he's in retirement. He's like in that same place where uh, Jim Carrey goes to find the uh, Ray Finkels-like to find out about Ray Finkel in like the mental institution, I think it's the exact same place that he walks out of. Came out around the same time as Ace Ventura, and those places look the exact same. He comes out. I don't know if it's like a a wellness treatment center or <laughs> what it is, but he comes out he's like, all right, I'll coach these ladies. And uh, it's a great movie. John Lovitz is hysterical in it. Um, go back and give that a watch. I think it's worth your time to check it out. You know. <laughs> Let me know, I'm gonna watch it again we We keep I keep trying to force that on the kids. That's something I do as the kids get older i I think a lot of times I jump the gun on uh on showing them movies and t v shows that maybe they're not quite ready for maybe uh they they don't understand not that they're too mature for them, although I did almost do that with Lord of the Rings. This was two to three years ago, so I had much smaller kids. I was like telling my friend Robbie Sloke very funny comic. Uh, he's been on the podcast and uh I told him I hey, I think uh, I think I'm gonna show him the uh Lord of the Rings trilogy and he, he stopped and he's just like, What? No, you absolutely one hundred percent cannot do that. <laughs> I said, Why why not? It's a it's a great movie. It's only PG thirteen. You can't hit No, don't do it and then and then Sarah and I popped it on uh after that and and I was watching it and I was like, Oh, never mind. Yeah, there's some pretty pretty brutal stuff. I, I don't think I think I was I was in my twenties when I first watched that, and, or maybe I was in my late teens. I'm not sure, but I remember being a little bit, a little bit jolted by it at that age. So maybe, maybe not appropriate for. I think my oldest was a four at that time. When I was like, yeah, I think I think he's ready. I think he'll I think he'll really appreciate it. And so I I tried to force a League of Their Own. I took it on the road when we went this summer, and I popped it on, and they instantly weren't having way too much talking. Way too much talking, and they didn't get the subtle humor. They didn't understand it. Things that probably now, if I rewatch it, uh, things that I will now get. And I probably watched it five years ago. So, you know, there are probably things that I still didn't understand, you know, about having kids and all that. So I recommend going and, and rewatching that. But love it's by the way, I want to say this. He's a, a great guy, class act, sweetheart of a man, and right away, right away funny. Uh, as soon as I walked in before I even met him, he's sitting in the green room and I walk in kind of behind him and he like starting, he was startled or I think he was pretending to be startled. I think this was part of his, his thing, but he, he like threw the remote, just like "Ah, ah," threw the remote over his shoulder like that. And <laughs> looked at me, and like in the moment, I thought maybe he was genuinely startled. But I now looking back, I think no, he—that's just he was ready in the blink of an eye to uh, to act that way. I think that's so funny they did that. He was a—he was an awesome dude, and he has an act. Okay, sometimes you go to work with um, these guys that were actors first, because I think he—he he told me he started comedy eighteen years ago. So, and that was after. Saturday Night Live had already run its course so he was not a comedian before he was an actor a comedy actor and then he got into stand-up and sometimes when you see those guys who kind of made a name for themselves before and then they do stand-up they are uh, they're just kind of they go up there and just be like hey I'm just gonna tell a bunch of stories about my time on Saturday Night Live or my time in the movies or on TV And it's just, it's entertaining, but it's not stand-up comedy. And so sometimes you look at these guys and you go, ugh, really, you're taking a weekend? And I didn't know what to expect, but I got in there. He's a sweetheart of a guy, and he has an act. He's got a funny act, and he's a good singer. At the end of his act, he plays plays a keyboard, and, and he sings, and he sings like, you know, funny things, but he sings some things for real. And you're like, oh, wait a second. This guy can actually sing. Like you wouldn't necessarily think that of John Lovitz, you know, he's got that very distinct voice. And he came off stage after like the first or second time I saw it and I go, Hey, you have a really nice voice. He's like, speaking or singing. <laughs> like right away. <laughs> speaking or singing. And very, very funny guy. And uh I had a blast talking to him in the green room. And uh I don't know. It's really cool that he that he was nice because he could have been he could have been a turd and I'd have been like, OK, yeah, he doesn't have to be here in Oklahoma City. He doesn't have to appease me. I'm just some guy. By the way, we are. I didn't know how he was going to respond with uh, the fact that we're at the tail end of this pandemic. You know, some guys might be like, hey, this is my green room. Get the hell out. And uh, he was he was really cool. He's uh, very warm and welcoming. So that was that was cool to see. Um And I I got to work out some new material, which I'm excited about. You know, this is the... This is the building process. I'm excited because I've got the new special coming out. So it's going to be this wave. If I, can, if I can write it properly, then I can have all this new material coming out and then a special. And so it would kind of be overwhelming for people because uh, I've got a CD out. I mean, there's going to be all kinds of places that people can find me. And then when they come see me live, they're going to be like, and there's more new stuff. So finally, I feel like the amount of work, the body of work that I have is, um, is worthy of people's time to go do a deeper dive. Plus, I've got several hours of podcasting here that, uh, you know, some of it's quality. (laughs) Some of it's, you know, just the ramblings of a madman, but some of it is uh, very entertaining, I would say, you know? At least that's the feedback I've gotten. And certainly there are some people it's not for. Certainly some people uh, all over the world are turning it off even as I speak. They're like, really, you're going to spike the ball in the end zone 12 minutes into this podcast here? Episode 94 that took you three and a half years to create? Yeah. I'm going to. I'm going to a little bit. Okay, maybe I just kicked a field goal, but I could still celebrate. It may not have been a touchdown, but it's still points on the board, so I'm gonna celebrate it. So I I'm I'm really excited for the first part of next year to have just this kind of the, the special, the new stuff and the old stuff like all right there riding the same wave and hopefully we can get some get some traction on it. And I've got some new handouts to give to people. So uh you'll have a little takeaway that I can I can uh, give to you and hopefully that builds because everything helps. Everything helps. I keep saying this, you know, live shows. I say it every week on the podcast, but without you guys, I'm nothing. If there's no crowd that wants what I have to offer, then it's it's pointless. And there are guys just jabbing themselves uselessly into outer space uh, and and nobody seems to care. So I'm so happy that you guys are on this ride and, and you care. Um maybe we just share a little bit harder. Maybe maybe we take the time and we and we go a little door to door. We text some people say hey, here's here's a tour schedule this guy's funny, go check him out. Eh, do what the hell you want. <laughs> do whatever the hell you want. If but if I can persuade you to somehow give a shit a little bit again, that would be great. Um, you know, not just be a passive a uh, listener or a passive uh, taker of the of the arts, but also get involved and in, and share a sharer of the arts, if you will. You can uh, you can you can enjoy them and share them all at the same time and help more people get into the Hoff train. And maybe we knock these other two Hoff casts out? Oh, I think I I got distracted on that. The, this one guy uh, I clicked on it and he's only got two episodes out, but but it says he's got it copy written. The Hoffcast and I looked it up. I was like, "Can you? What do you do if somebody has the same name? You're like, you know what? If you're using a creative entity name, you probably have more recourse than if somebody tries to jank it out from under you." So I don't think this guy has anything, and he's only got two episodes. So don't go. Make sure you're not listening to that one. (laughs) Make sure you're the one with my stupid face on the front, and it says Hoffcast, and uh, it's it. You know, I am put. He's only put out two. I've put out this is ninety four. So as much as we want to complain about the uh, the amount of times that old Nick Hoff is jumping on the microphone uh, to <laughs> to check in with you guys, at least uh, at least it's more than two. OK, at least it's more than two. Um, A lot of things happened last two weeks. A lot of things happen. I don't really want to talk about my Huskers. You know, I ugh, they keep losing, but we're so close. We're so close. And I think even if you're not a husker football fan and you're listening to this podcast you're probably a fan of some sports team and that you want to root on you want them to win and each new season you believe that they will win you guard your heart you say oh they they're probably going to suck but in your heart you hope and you think yeah this this is the year this is the year that we write the ship and we take it all the way bye bye um and i had hopes for that this year and it, i mean it was turned over immediately and that's why one of my buddies uh one of my buddies bets against the huskers he's a husker fan but uh he will bet against them and it's he says like he's hedging his happiness right <laughs> so he bets against them and that way if they lose ah, he won some money and if they win he's like i don't care about the money i'm happy we won and that's a weird way to do it cuz then you're never truly happy but then you're never truly sad. So if you're looking at it and you go, I'm probably going to be sad. You know, we've had losing seasons the last several years. I'm probably going to be sad. Let me be not as sad as I would have been. I guess, I guess it makes sense. I still am like, come on, you can't bet against them. And then what the hell do I know? I bet I bet for them only one time this year and we lost that game. So uh, I you know, then I was double unhappy. <laughs> So that doesn't really make sense. But but we still hold out hope. So no matter what team you're rooting for, hold out hope, you guys, because because one day they're going to win and that hope is going to pay off. That hope is going to be like a warm, a warm noodle blanket that you just get to curl up and you say, thank you. I'm so happy. I don't know why I slipped into John Lovett's. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> but you're, you're going to feel good about it, so keep the hope and, and cheer on your team because they need it. They, they may be down, but they're not out, so we'll cheer each week. But other things that happened was, uh, and I'm not going to name names here, I'm not going to name names, but with, with this tide of cancel culture, we also have um, a very good movement to a certain degree. And that movement is the, you know, the the inclusiveness movement and the representation movement, something that, you know, I understand and I agree with, uh, although I am probably a victim of, uh, you know, people say we we, we don't need white guys anymore. Uh, We've heard from white guys. We want other things. But there are still white guys in the world. So there's there's room for a few of us. And I understand we make room for a little uh, for some more people. And that makes sense. But then people kind of take it a little too far. Uh, There were certain people that were saying like people that are have a certain religion. uh, If you don't have that religion, you shouldn't you shouldn't uh, be able to act in those roles and i'm kind of going well now we're taking a little bit too much here we're 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 saying a person's belief system means they can't play somebody so if i don't believe in aliens can i not be in star wars then like how far are you going to take this like isn't acting isn't the point of an actor to play someone that you're not isn't that the whole that that might not be the definition of an actor, but that's certainly what they've done for years and years. You know, Ben Affleck is not Batman, but he's playing Batman. Um, you know, it's it's strange when people are like, well, you you shouldn't be played by someone that's not that. And in terms of in terms of race, I think I do agree, and maybe. I I'd have to give it a little more thought, but I do I, I think like that that's the that's the reason people can stretch. All great actors have played people that they are not. You know, uh, what's his name was not a Godfather. Um, Sylvester Stallone was not a boxer. Can we only have boxers play these boxing roles? Is that like how far? Where are you going to draw the line? And I think I think it's got to be before we get to some nonsensical point. And and I don't really have, you know, I don't really have any like point except to say, just come on, guys, be reasonable. Quit quit pulling, especially when I see people that are pulling for their own sake. Like, I guess that's, I don't know, is that what I'm doing here? Am I making a point for my own sake? No, I already said the thing about the 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 white male. Like, I understand. Uh, you know, get some other people involved. I'll take what roles are, you know, what roles are left for me that that they're like, OK, here we can allow a few of them in, <laughs> and I will come and and vie for those roles. I'm fine with that. Um, What I'm not fine with is when they say we need to we need to have X amount for a quota. Then especially with stand up comedy, like sometimes I hear people say that we need we need X amount in there. And I'm like, well, with stand up, shouldn't it be the best? shouldn't that be what we're looking at like we don't look at nba teams and say hey where are the white people we don't look at nba teams and say hey where are the native americans where are the chinese people we say geez, these guys are really good of course they're in the nba they're the best in the world so i feel like something like like stand up it should just be the best in the world that get that get that opportunity and 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 just take racism and take discrimination out of the like get get those people out Those decision makers that are that way, get them out of there. If they are correct, then we don't have to worry about it. Then we can just go back to the purest of these are the best to do it. And not, oh, we got to have X amount of women and X amount of men and X amount of black people and X amount of white people. Like It can just be these are the funniest people or these are the best athletes. That's why they're on the team. It shouldn't be the other way around. So it it gets a little crazy. And I'm just kind of like if you're arguing for yourself – if you, are, if you are saying, hey, what about, I don't think, like because I could say, hey, I don't think uh, non-stand-up comedians should play stand-up comedians on TV, but they do. They do. Tom Hanks is not a stand-up comedian. He played a stand-up comedian in the movie Punchline. Got the movie right here. Oh, you guys, it's just out of frame. But dude, believe me, it's right here, movie Punchline. It's, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. It's a good movie. But uh, he plays he plays a comedian, him and Sally Field. Boom. Punchline. I didn't get all bent out of shape, (laughs) partly because that was filmed several years before me. And I guess I do get a little bit out of shape because Kim Kardashian was hosting Saturday Night Live. I'm like, why why, why wouldn't you give that to somebody who like is funny for a living? Like, let's make the show as funny as possible, not just let's get as much eyes on it. But I guess the producers, they got to do what they got to do. Right. They got to they got to get as many eyes on it. That's how you fight the TV battle. They try and figure that out. So anyway, I guess if you're arguing for yourself, just shut it. Argue for somebody else. Make sure that you're arguing so that somebody else is benefiting and not you. Okay? And your argument, I'll take your argument uh, more seriously that way. If you are trying to get my attention that someone else needs help and not yourself, then, then I care. Unless you're bleeding out, then get my attention. I'll come help you. Love God. <laughs> I, oh, I had a dream. This is uh way less than Martin Luther's dream, but I had a dream last night it i I guess I gotta precurse this with a question and a question that you obviously can't answer to me right now but have you ever have you ever uh been sleeping and like y- your arms are asleep and then whatever you dream like you can't use your arms or your hands or like they won't squeeze something' cause, uh because they are actually asleep in real life. I had a dream that my brother-in-law was choking on something, and nobody else saw him choking. I was like, are you choking? Are you choking right now? He's like, yeah, yeah. And he turned around so I could give him the Heimlich. And I went to give him the Heimlich and I couldn't, I couldn't because my arms were like asleep. So I was like trying my hardest. I couldn't even like barely move him. Also, I want to point this out. This, this had no, nothing to do with the reason I couldn't do it, but he had his hands in the dream. He put his hands on my arms like this and it, prevented me from even even more so from getting it so if somebody's gonna do that you know let your arms go limp at the side or something i don't know what you're supposed to do with your arms but don't grab the person who's giving you the heimlich's arms because then i couldn't even get any more traction anyway he i haven't checked in with him today i don't know what that dream meant Uh, i don't know if he's in trouble or something and i need to i should probably do a wellness check and see if he's doing okay um but yeah i I like woke up right after that because i was like why why can't i save this guy and uh, I woke up and I realized, oh, Hoff, you're dreaming, and your arms are asleep. So I don't know if that's ever happened to you. It's, it's happened anytime like there's a there's a gun in my dream or something. I pick it up and my hand won't like it's asleep or something, and it won't pull the trigger. So no matter like no matter how hard I put both hands on the trigger and try and pull, I can't I can't get it to go. I, maybe that's because in my subconscious I'm unable to kill somebody, and that's that's the reality of it. Like even if I were in the military, I couldn't. I couldn't pull the trigger. I don't know if that's if that's what that's saying to me, but uh, that that's what happened. And that's what happened to me last night. I don't know if that happens to you. But don't put your hands on people's arms that are trying to save you because you're just going to prevent them from saving you. Don't think twice. Take his advice. This is Hoff Recommends. I already sort of did a Hoff Recommends. But I want to uh, we've completed season two of Ted Lasso last night. I'm not sure you guys are on the on the Lasso train, but it's pretty doggone good. Season one is excellent. Season two is good. I think they got a little bit aware. They got a little self-aware of why people liked uh, what they were doing, because they got, um, you know, they got a little too sentimental. People needed to feel good. In, in in quarantine people needed good news and something warm and fuzzy so that's why they latched on to Ted Lasso at least that's what the uh that's what the um reviewers told us like that's why Lasso was popular was because people needed to feel good about something and Ted Lasso was everything for you and i agree we we were watching crummy stuff just murder death on tv i've got a joke about it um so Lasso was great. Season one was great. Season two was good. We still enjoyed it. And they gave us a little turn at the end. So if you guys are on board, what do you guys think about that turn? Not bad. I It just came out less than a week ago, so I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. Uh, but if you're on board, then you know what I'm talking about. And it's pretty good. But they slowed quite a bit down, which I noticed what uh, these long form... TV shows do, you know, these TV shows that are longer than a half an hour, they're like 40 minutes to an hour, like like The Walking Dead did, and uh, and um, what's the, Mad Men did it, and um, what's, what's that other one that was really popular that was, like Game of Thrones did it, like they all kind of, they figure out what people like, and then they slow it down and give that to you in micro doses, and I'm like, no, come on, don't don't stretch this out just for the sake of it. Like let's, let's go full steam ahead. I mean, I liked it in game of Thrones when they like would take a favorite character. And as long as it was, as long as it wasn't a terrible death, I kind of liked it. Like if it's a brutal death or something, then I'm kind of like, Oh, come on. I didn't need to see that. But, if it was like a you know a worthy quick death, I was like, all right, yeah, let's let's move on, let's find some other characters. Let's I don't need I don't need you dragging this guy through nine episodes, you know, of slow storytelling. I want I want full steam ahead. And guess what? If we have to wrap this up a couple seasons early because we you know didn't hit the brakes, then then fine. I'm cool with that. That's one of the things I loved about the show Seinfeld is they didn't have any sentimentality. There was no reason to slow it down. They didn't have any fluff pieces. You know, so many of these programs now will have one episode per season. That's like a fluff thing where there's like a departure of what you love about the show. And that's cool. They're taking a risk, but in my mind, it doesn't work unless it's, unless it's extra of what you came to that show for. So with Ted Lasso, I came for a little heart and a lot of funny and, uh, And I need I need them to pick the pace back up a little bit like they did in this last episode. This last episode was great. Uh, But the couple before that, they were just moving a little slow. It's like, come on. No, I know you've got I know you've got your season arc. That's what they call it in television is like they they, here's your beginning. Here's your end. Now, how is this store all these storylines? How are they going to arc so that the characters grow and develop and and there are surprises and twists and turns? That's fine, but if if the ar- you know if the rainbow the arc is going to end a couple sooner, then by all means do that. Otherwise, get in there and put some more meat on that bone, okay? If you if you're gonna stretch this out, then you're gonna have to give me some more characters and give me some more of what they're doing. One of my cameras just shut off here. I'm gonna put this back out and then turn it back on. Gonna make beep beep beep. There we go. We're back up and running there. Uh, the camera two is going strong (laughs) camera two. (laughs) Um, anyway, that's pretty good. And, um, I, I like that a lot. Kids programs. I don't know what I like anymore. We're, you know, we're watching things on Disney plus, but my kids get into these things that you just are mind numbing. There's like one called cocoa Melon that my daughter wants to watch all the time is just this stupid. I think it's where that Baby Shark thing came from. I think I've heard it on there. And it's just that mindless, repetitive thing where the kid's not learning anything. I, that's why I put on. Uh, the other day, I I was sit, ha, sitting there having breakfast, and I was kind of having a lazy breakfast. And I was like, "Let me just put something on so we can just kind of watch and and just kind of veg out." Uh, where, where we're having our cereal, and so I put on Mister Rogers' Neighborhood, and I liked it. He's talking about feelings, and there is a calming presence that he has. Even my daughter felt it. She's just kind of she liked it. She's like, "I want, I want Mister Rogers." Uh, what did she call? She's called Rogers' Neighborhood. I want to go to Rogers' Neighborhood, and Sarah <laughs> didn't know she was gone when I did that. And she's like, "What?" I was like, "Oh, Mister Rogers," and I thought she was gonna be like, "Nick, come on, come on," he was showing her daughter these things middle of the day i'm like no it was in the morning we we just got a little lesson but mr rogers is nice it teaches you about your feelings and your life and it and it helps you to count and all that stuff like that's great that's what that's what these kids need they need at the very least a story if i'm going to be a crap parent and put them in front of tv for a little bit at least they can learn something okay don't put on this mindless garbage that's what my buddy neil said to me he had kids a little bit before me and he's like just don't let them watch Barney. Don't, because you'll just hate yourself. And so, and we haven't, we haven't, I, I know Barney's a little bit old thing, but we never put it on. Like I saw it on the apps. I, I scrolled past. It. I was like, no, we're not watching that. But Coco Melon's one of those where I'm like, oh, they're not learning a doggone thing. It's just this mindless stuff. So I try and try and trick her and say, Hey, how about, how about this? She keeps, I want Coco melon, I want cocoa... No, watch this, watch this. And I'll put on some National Geographic thing just just so I don't feel like such a crappy parent that I'm I'm throwing her in front. Like every Thursday I have to do my radio show for Sirius XM and uh, if she wakes up before I'm done then I have to just put her on something because I can't have her running in here uh, yelling at me. Uh, so I'm like, just let me, please let me put on something educational so I don't feel like such a crap parent. Um, so if you guys have suggestions for me. If you have something that you're like, "Hey, this is really great and there's a ton of it out there and it's on all the apps," then hit me up cuz I'm looking for something new to <laughs> to give the 3-year-old. She's 3. Uh she's the one that's into that garbage. So, if you can help me out with that, uh if not, you know, then just help me share some things Help me share some of my comedy I'm trying to post more of it out there You know, some crowd work and stuff like that And some older material So help share that when you see it come through the social media Help share the podcast, rate and review it All that good stuff Find me on tour, I'm in Tacoma This weekend at the Tacoma Comedy Club they there doing kind of a similar thing I'm with Harlan Williams on Friday, Saturday, on Sunday I'm headlining my own show So if you want to come through, say hi Please do that uh, Be on the lookout for my new special When it drops, I'll keep you guys posted on that In the meantime, don't forget To Doom Doom